Hi. This podcast was conceived of and started in pandemic times. We are excited and confident uh, that you're going to love joining us in a conversation about Mad Men as much as we love having it. Please be patient for the first few episodes as we figure out how to podcast. And I promise you the sound quality gets better. Mad Men, a term coined in the late 1950s to describe the advertising executives of Madison Avenue. They coined it. Morning, Peggy. Morning, Mr. Draper. Welcome to They Coined It, a Mad Men podcast. Good morning, Dan Jasper. Good morning, Roberta Lip. How are you? I am fabulous. I'm super excited we're doing this. I know, I know, I know. It's Mad Men time. It is Mad Men time. We get to uh, relive the Mad Men years, all of them, and uh, go through episode by episode. It is five years out from the finale, and uh, we just thought this would be a great time to leap in and discuss this uh, this groundbreaking, endlessly. What do you? How do you? How do you refer to eminently it? Eminently chewable. We're going to chew. We're going to chew all over it. This eminently gonna, chewable show. That's what we're going to chew all over it. Uh, uh, no, we, we we thought it was the right time to to reevaluate through it. Um, you should know that the uh, your this podcaster and my co-host. Roberta met writing on a very popular blog for the show called Basket of Kisses. And, and you know, we're not going to endlessly talk about the blog because a podcast about a blog would be a terrible thing. Devastating. But, but, uh, but, but there is, if you are a fan of the show, you do want to check out lipsisters.com. It is archived. Uh, my, obviously it was my sister, Deborah and I, well, not obviously Deborah, but you know, now, um, and then there's episode back, there's interviews. Um, so when I, you will hear me from time to time, uh, talk about, well, in an interview with Matthew Weiner, you know, we've talked to a lot of these people. We were sort of a thing for a minute and, uh, that minute has passed, but it is a really great, a great resource and we will reference it periodically. Um, but now we get to take a brand new look. You know, why we can talk about Mad Men again is because, like Dan said, eminently chewable. You can watch an episode that you've seen 10 times and you can see all new things in it. And we find that by getting into it, we learn more, like we get more from each other. And that's what we're hoping to be for for our listeners. Look, like any like any really great work of art, you can interpret it so many different ways. And this is a show, you know, by virtue of the fact that there's, uh, you know, 90 plus hours of programming and so much content to, 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 to chew on, as we say. But, uh, but the reality is there's multiple interpretations. Um, the creators might have meant one thing, but viewers uh, can and often do have completely other takes that they, that they like on it. We learned that. Uh, by developing such a community around the blog at a certain point. But now, five years after the end of the show, it's even, I think, even more so uh, worthy of that kind of an analysis, that kind of appreciation, go back, look at it again, and uh, and, and and talk about some of the things that, that really make the show special. So, you know, and one of the things I love about Mad Men, and, and we, this will be a theme that we will touch on again and again and again, is the... Um, 
you call it, I guess you, you, you've coined it as the, or maybe you haven't, maybe this is a quote from something, uh, surprising and inevitable, right? There's, yeah. there's, a uh, the things that don't happen, the, the, the TV tricks that we are so accustomed to seeing, yeah. you know, this must be a setup for this. And then when that doesn't happen, it's almost more devastating. It and it plays and, on all the conditioning that we've had as television viewers yeah. so that, you know, you're expected to think that a character like Don Draper plays to a certain archetype. And then you realize, oh no, it's a completely different archetype altogether. Or and he's just a that, guy. He's just a guy yeah, with his own story. And then, and then once that kind of thing has been revealed, it starts over again. And there's this other, you know, there's, there's more to the story that, you know, uh, you know seasons one, season one story is not season two story and so on and so forth. So it plays against these expectations of, oh, I get it, this is, you know, he's like a Tony Soprano type, or he's like a this type, or a that type. And the, the reality is, and the genius of, of the creators of the show was that, A, I think they were completely using those expectations against the viewer for effects and wonderful effect. Uh, but at the same time, it was just this burst of creativity, this burst of inspiration around the time period, the, um, the narrative, what they had to say about, I think, about America, about uh, um, our, our commercial culture. All of that is part of the storytelling. And we'll get into that. You know, there's room for that within each of these episodes, starting with, starting with the pilot. Something uh, Matthew Weiner has, has said um, about the show many times is the key to Mad Men is it wasn't a simpler time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, and it, it, so you're really looking inside of something that, and there's a lot inside and there's well, a lot under the rug. And with the show, you're reliving history, the way it was experienced then and in the moment. So it's not a textbook thing. It's not, um, you know, it, it's, it's not the version that we think of when we see, you know, some documentary or a CNN special or whatever it is. It's, it's in the moment. And it's not a very special episode. There isn't, no. you know, I'm, I'm using my, my scare quotes here, right? It's not, you know, that the, what, you know, what, there's not going to be a very special, you know, Kennedy gets assassinated episode. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's how it, you know, it's how these human how beings were experienced, how it, how yeah, it was lived. Experienced it. Um, truly. So, so nothing's um, put in like a precious little snow globe or time capsule and, you know, reopened with nostalgia. It kind of takes that, and that's one of those conventions that I think he plays off of, yeah. which is, you know, this idea of nostalgia, you could pretty much crumple it up and throw it in the trash because things were dirty and things were messy and things were complicated. It wasn't a simpler time. You know, I'll use, I'll use one example of, of that I always love about this show uh, to, to illustrate that real quick, which was, um, you know, I heard uh, the creator say in some interview that, um, you know, if you lived in 1960 or 1961, you weren't wearing the latest fashions of 1960 or 61 on that day. If it was May of 1960, you weren't wearing something that was, you know, just on the runway three months ago. You were wearing stuff from 1957 and 1958 that's right, that's right. For, for a few more years. And, and then you kind of wore through your closet and your wardrobe and things got worn and, and you replaced them. But you weren't sort of this always current, always on a cutting edge type of thing because nobody really lives that way. Um, and even with these people who, as we'll, we'll mention, you know, are horrendously good looking and attractive and are on this, uh, <laughs> live in this uh, wonderful bubble of attractiveness in America in the middle of the century, what that means. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're living this pristine life. You're, you're leading still a very complicated, very confusing, 
uh, existence and, um, you know, things carry over from, from ages, ages past. And that's something that is really fascinating to watch. It's really amazing to watch the world be created and to step right into it in each episode. And that's, that's what's one of the things so special. As a feminist watching this show, it was such, um, I'd never seen anything like it. And, uh, you know, it was sort of like I was watching science fiction and it was sort of like I was watching that nothing at all had changed. It was simply that they were saying the quiet parts out loud. And it was um, an, a fascinating, like, engagement with it, with feminism. It is a feminist show. Um, I will, I will go to the show called Mad Men. It's really about women. It's really about, yeah, it's about the success of the men and the, and the women they, they step on to have that success and, you know, and who get kind of, who gets. Well, again, I'll put, I'll put that in the, in the category of, of going against convention. You know, you would think a period piece in this time in America, in New York city and the ad, ad culture and all of this would be sort of this rat packy kind of, um, Oeuvre, but the reality is, while there is some element of that in its, you know, in proportion to the show, um, the women of uh, the women of, of, of Sterling Cooper, the, the the ad firm, the women in Don's life, the women of the story get tremendous coverage and tremendous respect and tremendous uh, storytelling. The other show it could which is it phenomenal. It could be that it isn't it is a bunch of spunky secretaries getting together and fighting back in a way. I mean, uh, Dan, you watched Hollywood, right? On Netflix. Oh God. Yeah. Great yeah. Show. Um, well, yes and no. It's, it's <laughs> not, it. it's not, it was enjoyable, but Mad Men isn't that Mad Men doesn't, doesn't try to rewrite history and give it a happier ending. In a way they're, they're, they're kind of polar opposites. That's why. Exactly. It, it, it's not a rewrite of history. It's not revisionist uh, storytelling. It's kind of like no, 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 no. It was like this. It was like this. It was this bad. Yeah, and it was. It, it's sort of like holding a mirror up and going, "There's no whitewash. There's no. Um, there's no filter on this. We're showing you how it was." And again, that's part of, you know, I'm wearing clothes from three years ago, or my furniture isn't brand new, or this is the way the office looks, or this is the way. Uh, these are the attitudes I have toward X, Y, and Z subjects, um, because. It, it, it's a it, it's it's a hard and cold look at our culture and and because our culture is fascinating and is complex and is often on the wrong side of history um that makes it compelling and what matthew weiner did with with that element of it was was what was so brilliant you you watch it and it it challenges some notions you have about how things should be you it challenges going back to what we we're saying before these notions you have about what you expect of your television viewing, it'll 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 def, it'll smack you in the face about that. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You know, this this you saw this come. No, you see nothing coming. And I think those con- <laughs> and I think those conventions or those you know zig where you expect it to zag. I think those hold up. It's not like oh, television. Those conventions are still part of the viewing the viewing experience today with ninety nine point nine percent of the shows out there. Um, so you can still watch it and go. Oh, they were every, you know, I'm still half expecting this to happen, but uh, that's not who this character is. It's something else Um, that still resonates. That still has power uh, in the writing, power in the dialogue, power in the performances and the production. And um, it's the most, I think, the most beautiful looking show that's ever been produced. And as I always say, and I think a lot of people who love the show agree, 
it's ruined television for me. I can't I can't get into you know a really good episodic uh, drama or even a period piece in some cases and really appreciate it because I'm like. Ugh. Well, I I can. Everything else is a little bit let down. That's me. Yes. I also think it's it elevated television. You know, to to look where it was in the history of television, uh, prestige television was brand new. We had had some Sopranos and some Wire, and I believe Six Feet Under already. But you know, back when when uh, uh, when Mad Men premiered, I recorded it on my VHS um, at the time, and there was no Twitter, so. And no, and nobody was watching it, right? All the mm-hmm. critics were raving about it, yeah, and nobody was watching it. So there was no, um, there was no water cooler uh, conversation, which is why the blog worked, and why this we can do it again. We That's get to right. do it now. I mean, it, was, it was just at the beginning of being able to sort of quantify the community that could be built around a show. Yeah. There had always been, you know, calls to the switchboard, or you know, or <laughs> we're getting getting letters to the to the stars of the show. Uh, there's always been that, um, but it's it's imprecise and it's it's delayed and it's not immediate. With this, you were just beginning. In fact, I found out about the blog simply because I would go on the chat room of AMC of the show had a little a little tiny little chat chat board, and um, you know it quickly devolved into some really ridiculous uh, opinions <laughs> and kind of some knuckleheads on there. And someone just said, "Oh, go head over to to uh, uh, Basket of Kisses. There's some great conversation going." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's gonna be better than these guys." And uh, sure enough, you know, this community was uh, was evident, and um, they, they, that wasn't an easy thing to do in 2007. Right? No, we we, we sort of had a no knuckleheads policy. Well, I think you know it was the kind of show that rewarded a very deep uh, viewing or a careful viewing. So. Some shows just don't deserve it, right? You can say, well, I'm looking for something really profound here, and there's nothing. It's not layered. It's not nuanced. They're, the writing is sort of one-dimensional, and you, you move on. With Mad Men, you could look at it, start, you know, look at it from one angle and have one opinion, look at it from another angle and see something else entirely um, and, and gain an appreciation because you go, oh, both, both of these angles are just as valid. Both of these types of viewings is just as valid. And frankly, uh, with our podcast, they coined it. We're looking to bring all of that back. We're looking to uh, and maybe create some new angles to view it because that kind of appreciation. This is the kind of show that uh, that benefits from uh, a real analysis, the way you would a fine film or or any any really great work of art. So we're we're excited to 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 bring that to you. We're excited to go through it ourselves. Uh, we're going to take advantage of some of this quarantine time uh, and. And dive into it. So we'll have uh, our first episode on Smoke It's In Your Eyes coming up very shortly and uh, posting that and everything else from season one and, and beyond. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's something you can enjoy with us, whether you're watching for the first time, following along or appreciating it, uh, having seen the series already. Uh, we look forward to, to you joining us. I just I miss the mat the days when Mad Men would light up New York City and the, the season was about to launch. There were posters everywhere. Yeah. Banana Republic was filled with the fashions. Now it's uh, now there's a lot of Shit's Creek fashions, which not that I don't love that show or those looks, but uh, Mad Men really owned New York City and probably LA. And yeah. um, you know it was it made a huge it made a huge impact. It launched a lot of careers and. Um, and we really just look forward to to doing this with you. Can't we can't wait. 
So thank you for listening. Binge at your at your leisure. Uh, watch the show as you do so, or just remember along with us. Oh yeah, real quick. Um, we are going to keep this spoiler light. We mm. we're not going to be obsessed. We are going to. The, the plan is you can watch along with us for the first time, um, but we're not going to pretend you don't live in the world. Um, so yeah. there's you know we're gonna we're gonna be mindful um, without being obsessive for you. Um, but this is, you know, this is for both the new and the, uh, you know, this is both yoga for beginners and, uh, and very, and very bendy. We'll be treating our listeners like adults. That's the hope anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Good stuff. Enjoy. Bye guys. Bye.